0: Welcome to another episode of the Ruthless Regression Podcast.
1: Mm, The episode in which we actually regress.
0: Yeah, we're (laughs) actually going to be talking about our very first episode of Ruthless Aggression. And we're starting with uh, the first episode of Raw, which was in June 24th, 2002.
1: So when you say the first episode of Raw, this was...
0: Yeah, maybe that's confusing. No, this is the first episode of Ruthless Aggression Era Raw. Gotcha. So it's not the first Raw.
1: Okay. And that's defined by Vince McMahon making that announcement?
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's, <clears throat> I mean, maybe we should talk a little bit about how this is going to work. Just a little bit. Sure. Um, It's kind of up to you how you want to do it, but we would probably suggest that you actually w- um. Go and watch the episode on Peacock or whatever before you listen to this podcast mm-hmm. for the best experience.
1: I think Hulu may have it too. Hulu, or, li- okay. I don't know if they do previous episodes, but I think you can watch live wrestling on them. On okay.
0: Well, so. okay. So Peacock or Hulu or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. So uh, we may not hit every single thing, but um, yeah. So I guess let's get started.
1: So this is kind of the beginning of an era so yep. to speak. Ruthless aggression. Okay. Beginning of an era. Okay. We're coming, I did some research. Right. We're coming off of the attitude era, mm-hmm. which was, according to my sources, 97 to 2002. Mm-hmm. Okay. With stars such as Steve Austin, The Rock, Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, Undertaker, and Kane.
0: Yeah, so that's one of the things I like so much about Ruthless Aggression is you have those established stars from the Attitude Era that are larger than life. Mm -hmm. And you're starting a whole new chapter with starting to build up these new guys, but you've already got these established uh, people who are already very famous.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when I was looking into kind of what prompted this rebrand or this kind of a refreshment of what WWE looked like. Um, from what I gather and what I read, um, they had acquired the World Championship Wrestling Company. WCW. And, and Extreme Championship Wrestling. ECW. In 2001. Mm-hmm. So their roster was popping. Oh, yeah. So they had stars out the wazoo. Yep. Uh, so I was they were handling lots of talent, according to my sources. <laughs> and they also had legally had to change their name from WWF to WWE.
0: Thanks to the World Wildlife Fund.
1: Right. So they were coming off a lot of change. Yep. Things were looking different.
0: Yeah, and that's actually what caused the brand the first brand split. Uh
1: to, as far as Raw and, and Smackdown. SmackDown.
0: Okay. So They had so so much talent from these companies. It was too much for just Raw, which was the original show. Mm-hmm. So SmackDown became a thing.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what... Um, even what I was reading kind of was confusing me. Like it was saying that it was rebranded as if it was something new, but also it existed previously, the Raw and SmackDown. So maybe it just became more like... Concrete like this is raw and this is Smackdown and we're separating the two maybe I don't know Oh okay well maybe it's not something that can be known I don't know but I was just Okay.
0: Do you have any other uh, background or do you want to hop in?
1: Uh, Other than the fact that uh, We're not in the attitude we're in Ruthless Aggression Lasted from 2002 to 2008 which was six years (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, so let's get. We're in two thousand two. Let's let's get rolling on ruthless okay. aggression. We're in Cleveland, Ohio mm-hmm. for for this RAW, and we get our first uh, exposure to the best entrance theme for RAW, which to me is the goat. The um, I'm I'm going to blank on the name of it, but great entrance song mm-hmm. it's, for RAW.
1: It's very hard rock. It's very grunge. It's very early 2000s. Yes. Very. It fits. It's on theme.
0: (laughs) Across the Nation is what it's called. It just popped into my head. That's the name of the song. I don't remember the artist, but it's a great song.
1: Okay. And we're on June 24th. June 24th, 2002. So we were all of seven.
0: Yeah. You and I were seven years old. Okay. I should explain. I, I... may have watched around this time but I don't remember much of it other than I remember the characters and I'll kind of make references to like what I remember and don't Mm -hmm. but uh on like a night-to-night basis I don't really remember the details so it's a lot of this is kind of new to me in a Mm
1: way well same
0: (laughs) yeah completely new to you yeah So we have uh, Jr. and King on commentary for Raw.
1: Okay. And now is King the more country gentleman, or is that Jr.?
0: Jr. is the more like softer-spoken one, I guess. Okay. King is the obnoxious, (laughs) problematic one.
1: (laughs) Is he the one that's like, "Oh my God, he's going in the ring." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's
0: more of the color commentator. Jr. is more of the play-by-play. Gotcha. He's the he's the straight man. King is the crazy A little razzle guy. dazzle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Vince speech. This is what kicks off the ruthless aggression era. We've got Vince in the ring, surrounded by superstars, and he's he's looking for ruthless aggression
1: mm-hmm.
0: from his superstars.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first of all the wrestling that I watched you know in this episode it's the first time where I've seen everyone be on on the ring at the same time with a central focus on Vince.
0: Yeah. And we we get a few uh matches set up during this. I mean, I mean this I guess we could talk about the substance of what he talks about. He mentioned some of the things you talked about about how he Bought his competition all because of ruthless aggression, and he won these lawsuits like the, uh, I guess he was referring to the WWF thing, although he didn't super win that one because they changed <laughs> it.
1: But that's but how you paint the narrative. It's ruthless aggression, <laughs> according anyone, to Vince. If anyone is going to take a loss and paint it as a win, I feel like it'll be Vince McMahon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is Peak Vince right here. <laughs> <laughs> Peak Vince. Yeah. Uh, we have we set up Jeff versus the under Jeff Hardy versus the Undertaker mm-hmm. later in the night. Um, then we have NWO coming in mm-hmm. to interrupt.
1: And that's New World Order.
0: New World Order. Uh, yeah this is something that I didn't remember. This isn't the NWO that most people think of from WCW which would have also had like Hulk Hogan and Scott Hall in it.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: This is kind of almost as like a DX NWO hybrid Mm -hmm. with Shawn Michaels and um, X-Pac plus Kevin Nash and Big Show. Okay. So a little bit of a hybrid. I don't know how that came about, but it's something I completely forgot about. But Yeah. yeah, they come in and interrupt and we kind of start this beef between... Booker T and gold dust versus the NWO.
1: Mm -hmm. And so I've seen Booker T on commercials, but this is really the first time of seeing him in his peak form traps as huge as can be. He's an interesting character.
0: He was a beast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's quite tall too.
0: Yeah. I I really like the dynamic between Booker and, and gold dust and, I believe they stick around for a while. This is kind of the inception, I think, of their tag team thing. Yeah. It's a pretty entertaining combo.
1: Yes. Yeah. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole reading about Goldust. Um, there's there's a lot to be read about it, let's say <laughs> that. I mean, he, he went everywhere and had a lot of partnerships and back and forth and went to a different company and won a title or something and then immediately... Forfeited that and then came back to the WWE. So it seems like he really had a long run.
0: A little like his younger brother, our our boy Cody Rhodes. Yeah.
1: So when Cody Rhodes came out, he, he very first came out as Stardust. Like. Maybe uh, that's for
0: another podcast, but no. He came out as himself.
1: Okay.
0: We'll get, I think we get to Cody eventually. Okay. In Ruthless Aggression.
1: Okay. Yeah. It, it surprised me in looking at the Wikipedia of Gold Dust that he I think he's upper forties, fifties. It still seems like he's relatively active. Um, uh, possibly at AEW or am I uh, really? yeah,
0: I don't think he fights much anymore. Oh. He goes by Dustin now, Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah, he's not really
1: Yeah, he did the whole thing, the artist formerly known as Gold Dust.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's still around. I've seen him in some documentaries and stuff. Okay. But,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Shall we move on? Sure. Uh, First match, Bradshaw and Spike Dudley versus Christopher Nowitzki and William Regal.
1: Mm, Is Regal the Harvard guy?
0: No, uh, Nowitzki is the Harvard guy, and they're really harping on that. They've got the year. King has got the yearbook, Uh the Harvard yearbook, and they're showing his picture in there. And I guess that's a big deal. Yeah. This is my first sentence of, I don't remember this guy very much, <laughs> which says something.
1: Yeah. He doesn't have the superstar quality, but yeah. so my note of him was Harvard guy versus someone else. A little he does win.
0: He, he does a surprise roll up and I forget who he, who he pinned, but he wins the match. Yeah. It seemed like they're trying to build him up.
1: Yeah. It's an opening match. Well, it's little... not
0: the first time. I mean, it's not the last time we'll see him.
1: Now, this was the first time that I've seen like a super, superstar character-esque try to be an academic as part of their personality, Yeah, um, which was, it's new. That's something I haven't seen before. Maybe it didn't shake out for him. They'll try anything, <laughs> Yeah, really. Any
0: yeah. any little shtick that you've got. And I, I'm sure that he actually did go to Harvard. Like yeah. They like to bring a little reality into the character.
1: Yeah. I need to look up him a little bit more see what his background is it's amazing to me just how many like lower mid-card wrestlers there are that didn't I guess amount to much maybe they fizzled out
0: so many like any era of wrestling you watch there's a good like 20% of it made up of like guys that just never made it past like the first couple years
1: yeah makes you wonder like are they like in insurance sales now like you just, you never you just know. walk into an office and be like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's jacked." Was he a wrestler? And he's like, "Actually, yeah." I bet a
0: lot of them end up going to other companies like yeah. Japan and stuff. Yeah, and try to like some. It's been successful. Like Drew McIntyre went out, uh, he got released from the WWE, mm-hmm. went and made a name for himself in some other companies, and then eventually made his way back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cody Rhodes took that path too sometimes you have to do that
1: Well I think that's what Brock Lesnar tried to do at UFC you mean no I think I, at oh. one point Even I was before doing that. I was doing I was down the rabbit hole reading about him because th- so flashing forward a little bit this is the first time I'm seeing younger Brock um, in this era um, so I was doing a little bit of reading on him because he is quite fascinating he's a big character that I'm more aware of as far as his history goes. And he's also kind of, you know, quiet and elusive, so you don't know a whole lot about him, which always makes me want to learn more about them. Um, And the story about that tattoo with the sword up to his neck, I read some article, I don't know how true it was, but something about feeling like there was something, a sword against his throat because he, I believe, I thought, had left the WWE and then couldn't compete with the Japan circuit because Hmm. of a non-compete clause in his contract. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll have to dig a little bit more on that and see why he couldn't do it, but others could maybe.
0: Yeah. More, more on Brock in a bit. Yeah, sure. We've got, I'm sure we'll spend uh, plenty of time on him toward the end here since he is in the main event. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a little segment with Vince and Sergeant Slaughter setting up uh, Tommy Dreamer versus Raven. And these are two ECW guys. And basically whoever loses this match is fired hmm. from Raw. <laughs> they, did leave, they do leave the door open. And whoever loses this match cannot appear on Raw again. So right. presumably maybe SmackDown. Yeah. Next, we have another promo backstage. We've got Vince and a girl mm-hmm. I don't remember her name. This is the first of many uh promos and matches or just things of these of the divas basically the unfortunately, this is the divas era, yeah, which is kind of a low point in women's wrestling
1: yeah I don't know it seems like uh seems like they're on their way up. Of course, I I don't know exactly where they started. I'm sure that's a long history lesson, but, um, at least later in the episode, there is a good, a good deal of what seems to be legit, uh, women's wrestling, but certainly the strip tees with the trench coat and the lingerie feels a little out of place.
0: Uh, it didn't age well. Yeah. It did not. The diva stuff. There are, like you said, we'll get to it in a bit, but you do have like Trish Stratus, Lita, you have some legitimate women wrestlers who were actually really good mm-hmm. for their time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just really great in general, not just for their time. Yeah. Uh, but then you have stuff like this where it's the striptease and it's Vince being a scumbag <laughs> or King being a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that. I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time on it. Maybe just mention that it happened and let's move on i mean yeah. there's nothing really to talk about is there
1: no it certainly any doesn't thoughts, add a lot of substance
0: any thoughts as a woman
1: um not really other than no i i can see why most likely the the fan base of wrestling is predominantly male <laughs> yeah. especially when it comes to scenes like that which you know watching wrestling present day i'm glad that that's not being shown as much uh, it's a little like eye candy for the heterosexual male, which is like okay, you know. <laughs> uh,
0: this wouldn't fly today. Yeah, wouldn't certain, fly. Yeah,
1: there's a there's a lot I think in this episode that would be problematic in present day. So um, it does I think paint present day wrestling in a greater light that they've moved yeah. beyond that. Women wrestlers are a bit more professional and kind of a lot
0: and they're actually great wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Some of the best matches that I've seen are uh women uh wrestlers. Did uh, superstars uh what's the modern term f- for divas? Is there one? Or is uh, it just women superstars? Yeah.
1: Okay. I guess just women women wrestler champions okay. or
0: super we'll just say superstars.
1: Okay. Super personalities? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: All right, but uh, moving on, uh, Vince. After the girl leaves, you got Undertaker coming in. Our first look at the undisputed champion mm-hmm. at this point in time.
1: I feel like he already has in in that scene, especially talking with Vince. He seems a little distant um, in his communication. Maybe that's just him. I mean, I don't have a lot of exposure to The Undertaker other than just knowing who he is and, you know, his whole character or whatever. But um, I haven't seen a lot of skits with him. Um, But he seems like he's going through the motions, maybe. Really? Yeah.
0: I didn't get that at all, so that's Mm -hmm. interesting.
1: But he's. I I feel like he's just more reserved in general. Um,
0: Well, I mean, maybe... I get what you're saying. This is where we're going to differ a lot because I grew up uh, for background. Undertaker, specifically this version of the Undertaker, is the reason I got into wrestling. Mm-hmm. The American badass the coming in on the, on the motorcycle, tattoos, the do-rag,
1: mm-hmm.
0: everything. Just absolutely loved it yeah. as a kid.
1: He's still cool. Yeah. It's and, not and like he's doing anything wrong.
0: But I guess what I'm saying is some of that blinds me to like, some of his maybe drawbacks or his I wouldn't weaknesses. say a drawback. Um, well, okay, but also what I was going to say is like his character, his main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about this the other day. American Badass, th- the motorcycle guy, mm-hmm. is kind of a, is not his main character. Mm-hmm. It's, it was a temporary thing during Attitude Era in the first part of this Ruthless Aggression where uh, he's more, he can be more outspoken. He's not the supernatural being who has to be spooky. Yeah. I think he does a pretty good job of it, but I can definitely see where maybe he's he's probably not like as good on the mic as someone else like The Rock or someone who's who's done it their whole career, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely not a, a Rock-type character, and I think few are uh, as far as, he doesn't. <sighs> He doesn't have that schmooziness about him, um, which is fine. I don't think it's a drawback. It's just something that I noticed.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's not trying to schmooze. He's, yeah. And speaking of The Rock, he's in there to complain about The Rock, to Vince. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Because this is the night after King of the Ring. Mm. And apparently The Rock came out and interfered in Undertaker's match. Almost caused him to lose his belt. But then ultimately, I guess The Undertaker came through. Uh, but now he wants a piece of the Rock, mm. and Vince. I, I think at this point, the Rock's probably off starting to do some of his movies, so he's not there on a nightly <laughs> basis. Right. Um, yeah. So Vince basically is like, "I got you a match with Jeff. Just pretend he's <laughs> <laughs> the Rock and just take it out on on him."
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. The way that Vince um, kind of mm-hmm. communicates and talks with the wrestlers and talks to the wrestlers is so funny to me because it's almost so uh, outrageous or blasé that I you, you cannot, at least I can't, figure out, did they fully script this or was Vince just like, hey, we're going to film a skit and you come in here and you say this and then I'll say something. Um but maybe maybe that's just how good Vince is—is is that he plays it very authentic, I guess.
0: Vince is a great character. He plays yeah. his character really well. I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is kind of improv.
1: Yeah, I just imagine going in there like as the Undertaker, or even all the guys around the ring, not really knowing what he's going to say.
0: Oh, I doubt they did. <laughs> I doubt they were they were briefed. Yeah, they were probably. surprised as uh, anybody
1: then like on a random night Vince is like so if you lose you're fired (laughs) (laughs) then they're like oh god okay (laughs) (laughs) I would think having him as a boss would be kind of tough
0: no doubt (laughs) but (laughs) that might be the
1: understatement of the wrestling world
0: guys love him though I mean the Undertaker I think John Cena a lot of Guys that um, you know, or WWE lifers, just just loving. Yeah. So he's a complicated guy, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I'm sure. But, but I...
0: an entertaining character, I think. Um,
1: he he hustled a lot. Yeah. Um, but this, and this is my first time too, seeing Eddie Guerrero really, what I assume is in his prime. I'm guessing, or at least near his prime.
0: I would say. Not quite as prime, but getting there pretty quickly.
1: He had what might be termed as roid rage, I would think. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um, in his promos, at least it seemed that way. Either that or he's the most energetic wrestler they have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so Eddie has a great promo before his match with Bubba, uh, Bubba Dudley. And yeah, he is very intense. He's... <laughs> It was a very good promo. Like if I was thinking if somebody cut this today, I'd be like, wow, that was, that was crazy. Who is this guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's probably what people were saying back then.
1: Certainly it makes you be like, who is this crazy guy? Like, yeah. What is he going to do? He, he's like screaming and yelling in Spanish and.
0: That's the great thing about Eddie is he's never, ever boring. Like whether he's yeah. talking or, or if he's in the ring, like he's, he's very entertaining at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we have a quick match with Bubba and Eddie. doesn't last too long. It, Eddie gets a quick roll up uh, to pin Bubba. Then we have a thing with, with tables because Bubba's a, a, you know, a big table guy.
1: One might say he's a bit of a dud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so while, um, while Bubba's down, Eddie goes, gets a table out from under the ring, sets it up, you know, kind of like a cartoon character, doesn't know. Bubba's right behind him and yeah. he gets power
1: bombed really, really played into it for sure.
0: And then we get a crisp walk first appearance of him coming in and he puts Bubba in the cross face and makes him tap out. Yeah. Makes Bubba tap out a few times.
1: You know, I didn't know that was him. Like I didn't yeah. write that down or, or remember because remembering everyone's name in anything is always difficult for me. Um, but I was reading about Benoit last night, too. Oh, boy. Um, which I've read about him in the past and forgot that he had he basically f- committed a crime. And the WWE is like, Just we're going to gonna sweep that under the rug. Um,
0: yeah, I guess we... If if you are not aware, Chris Benoit, a villain outside the ring, yeah. he killed his family and then himself.
1: Yeah. Oh, that seemed like a pretty big dark spot on on wrestling.
0: Oh yeah, and we I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. There's a whole episode of I think Raw where they were gonna do a actually they did do like a memorial episode for him before cuz they just <laughs> found him dead, I right. guess. Yeah. And then didn't realize what had happened yet. And so they did this whole memorial thing, yeah. this whole episode. And then, yeah,
1: <laughs> not good.
0: <laughs> then they figured out what happened, which they probably should have waited a little bit, but, yeah. and then they wiped, they yeah. wiped that off completely. You can still, obviously you can go see his matches still, but you're not going to see any mentions of his name or anything. And for good reason. Yeah. But it got me thinking though, this duo between Benoit and Eddie is like the most tragic, yeah. Probably the most tragic duo in in wrestling history.
1: Yeah. I wonder how far apart they passed. Was it, it pretty was,
0: close? From what I recall, it was pretty close. I don't remember the exact years, but it was like mm-hmm. uh, it was Eddie first and then Chris. Oh, uh, okay. And Eddie Eddie did not kill anybody or himself. He he just passed away of some kind of condition, probably drug related.
1: Yeah. I, think. I I can see it a little bit in this episode. I mean, not not in a like terrible way, like oh my god, that guy looks like he's on drugs. But the amount of energy and um, pizzazz in what he's doing is very not natural. But hey, it works, I guess, for the character at that time. <laughs>
0: um, he had a good run. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, not to get super tragic or anything, but anytime. Once you know what happens with Eddie and Chris Benoit, uh, it's hard not to think about it every time you see him. Sure, so something I, to note.
1: I came across um, because Instagram likes to feed me wrestling posts and videos whenever I go down that uh, path. Um, a post of Shawn Michaels talking about just how much he had to drink and like take painkillers so that he could like put it, put it on basically when they were having a show. So. Lots of drug Uh,
0: problems in the wrestling world, for sure.
1: And that was referenced a little bit with that article. I don't know. It wasn't really an article. It was more like a post or a write up about ruthless aggression. Um, And probably as it, you know, it started as it did, you know, what we're talking about with Vince's proclamation. But I think as it went on and you had those deaths and a lot of drug use, um, it seemed like they were trying to pivot a little bit more family friendly a little bit like hey we're not a bunch of guys that do a bunch of illegal things we're we're cool guys <laughs> uh and-
0: yeah i mean i think obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit but i think the turn of after ruthless aggression they did like a complete flip yeah and w- went from this edgy program that we see now to or with ruthless aggression Mm -hmm. to like a very family friendly to really to a fault.
1: Yeah. Product. Like a little too
0: silly. A little bit too much. Didn't quite have enough edge where I think today, like modern day, I think we finally Mm -hmm. are at a pretty good balance where it's not like, it doesn't spoil like milk Mm -hmm. (laughs) is in terms of being problematic and all that. But also it's like, it's fairly family-friendly, I think.
2: Yeah.
0: Moving on. We have our uh, first vignette of Rey Mysterio. Oh, do we? Yeah.
1: Did I? S- what? Okay. Mm.
0: You definitely saw this. <laughs> I pointed it out every time because Rey Mysterio is one of your favorites. Yeah. He's not. Uh, he has not yet debuted in the WWE at this point. Oh, he okay. was in WCW and I think Whenever the acquisition happened there, uh-huh. the talent didn't come over immediately. There was kind of like a longer process. Yeah. So I don't know if that was kind of what you got caught up in or mm. something else. But mm-hmm. in either any case, he's coming.
1: Oh! Oh! Yeah! 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 Okay, That's I a... did see that. Yeah, it was just uh, like a picture.
0: It's it's like a. Uh, what's a vignette it's a lot of quick images of him like jumping
1: yeah 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 okay i do i do recall that yeah i was thinking like he was there and i was like how did i forget that that happened but yeah it was like a little yeah
0: a vignette uh, is what they call it okay a vignette is like a pre-recorded video basically
1: oh okay i thought a vignette was like when your face was in something or am i thinking of another word
0: maybe i don't know that's just like the term i know it by in wrestling <laughs> Okay. Wrestling has a lot of.
1: So what's it called? Like when Vince was doing that thing with the with the lady and her little undressing. Is that also called a vignette?
0: Uh, maybe a segment. Oh, okay. Or an angle, like a backstage angle mm. or segment.
1: Mm, okay, a lot of production lingo.
0: Yeah, it's it gets a little confusing. Okay. But I guess it's whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. So now we got Raven.
0: No. Nah, or Goldust. We're no, we're not there yet. We're we're at Goldust. He is playing the Crocodile Hunter. So we've got a little, <laughs> a little, uh, comedy segment here. Mm-hmm. Goes He's... into the NWO locker room, messes around with uh, X Pac, and then gets chased out of there.
1: He's a little bit of a silly Billy.
0: He's very silly. Yeah. Got Matt and Jeff. The Hardy Boys, uh, little backstage segment in the locker room talking to each other.
1: Talk about grunge.
0: Yeah, if and if you don't if you're not that familiar with the Hardys, this is kind of post their like big tag team run. Mm-hmm. I'd say they're one of the greatest tag teams in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, tag multiple time tag team champions. They kind of helped invent the ladder match mm-hmm. concept, which. Mm-hmm has been huge. And at this point the kind of the substance of their promo is like, "Hey, we we got to go our own ways now. There's not even a tag team belt on the show right now."
1: Oh, so they made yeah. the tag team belts. Uh
0: they so at this point in time, unlike today where you kind of have a set of belts on each program, which actually you don't now. I guess Things are a little weird now. (laughs) Sometimes you have separate belts on each brand. During this time, you have one world championship for both, which Mm -hmm. The Undertaker has. He's the undisputed world heavyweight champion. Mm -hmm. That also means he gets to go to both Raw and SmackDown. Okay. And then uh, likewise, I guess, with the tag team champions, which we haven't seen yet because they're on SmackDown.
1: But this wait, so this is this is the Hardy Boys' first time on Raw.
0: I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know that. <laughs> okay. But I'm, I'm just saying they're honest. I guess the tag team belts don't travel between brands. So since the belts are on SmackDown, they just they have nothing to achieve on Raw. Okay, so unless they chillin'. go unless they go solo, which is what they're talking about. We're going to okay. have to make a name for ourselves. We're going to have to go our own way.
1: Okay. And this how, is what, how can you watch a 10 second video and get all of that? Just, just because you watched said it. it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that they said something about, we're going to have to do something, but I guess they said,
0: we're going to have to like go. Basically they said, we're going to have to go solo. All right. We're going to have to figure this out. Okay. And that you can tell, I mean, very from the very beginning and now, they're really trying to push Jeff as this like singles guy. He's like crazy popular, really unique style.
1: He is so unique.
0: Yeah, he's one Def- of the greats. Definitely
1: um, if I was if he was like good wrestling now, I think he would be one of our favorites.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was he was until like a year or so ago.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, but I mean missed he, that toward toward the end end of his career for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's another one that struggled with drug abuse he he didn't have quite the career that he should have had mm-hmm. that he was being kind of uh, built built up to have but mm-hmm. still very entertaining for the time that we we did get him
1: definitely i mean when when do you see someone on tv that much that has that kind of southern north carolina north carolinian accent
0: yeah, you got he's got the accent and yes, yeah, he's like this alternative yeah. kind of exotic <laughs>
1: yeah, really, dressed guy. Really odd. Face paint
0: cool. weird goatee thing, uh long hair, fishnet, they're wearing the fishnets. The yeah. yeah, it's
1: Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't give you another example of someone that had an accent like that that was on mainstream TV that I know of.
0: Yeah. it, it definitely Threw me off, too, I remember back (laughs) in the day. Because they're the only guys that really sounded like like I did growing up.
1: Right, yeah. Definitely, they're relatable, for sure. So I liked seeing him and being introduced to him. I think I'll enjoy seeing his matches as he goes.
0: They are from North Carolina. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah. That's why they, yeah.
1: Yeah, I looked it up. It started with a C. It's somewhere near Fayetteville. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Moving on, we got some more... Uh booker tea and gold dust, which I think they eventually go by just book dust. <laughs> so oh, I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but it's way easier to say.
1: They should've did it like golden tea and then everybody could like have these golden gold t shirts. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I like book dust.
1: Book dust, really? That sounds like something <laughs> that <laughs> comes <laughs> off of a book that's been in the library for like eight hundred years and you open it, it's like <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, fair point,
1: <laughs> but I don't know. I guess see the one. Are, do they, and, are they fighting or do they have the, a promo?
0: This is the just more backstage shenanigans with the NWO. I think, I think Goldust is playing the bait to to get X Pac, and then he runs around the corner, and then Booker T has the like steel mm. serving tray. He, he hits X Pac with it. Yeah, um,
1: they like to have lots of little goofs. Yeah, they're the comedy
0: duo, but they can actually wrestle at least. It's not purely, which we'll get to that soon. Uh, I did make a note too. We had our first Get the F Out commercial. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed this, but this is related to the World Wildlife Fund where they had to switch from WWF to WWE. So also the the logo at the time was a W with an F on it. Mm-hmm. So they just had these commercials and these t-shirts that just said get the F out. <laughs> so more Vince genius just turned a loss into a win.
1: <laughs> yeah. For with sure. marketing. You can make anything into a t-shirt. I think that's it's yeah. <laughs> like <the> wrestling's um <laughs> stance a lot of the time just put it on a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> there is this uh there's this website called like K something. It's like the onion, but for wrestling uh-huh. at one point they had this, uh, this post, this article that said they, that WWE goes back to WWF <laughs> and they were going to have, get the F back in <laughs> t- shirts and stuff.
1: Yeah. They, it was pretty funny. They raised like $3 billion so that they can buy the yeah, WWF. And then <laughs> <laughs> I could see get it happening. F honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's Vince's like master plan in all of this and coming back in and getting his feet wet. And he just wants the F back. He, he <laughs> just wants the F back. <laughs> what a twist.
0: Well, and they, they changed their whole kind of, um, presentation too. Cause it went from like, this is a wrestling company to this is an entertainment company. Mm. So it's really more of a paradigm shift too. Yeah. They're not really pretending it's, I guess real wrestling anymore. It's like this is entertainment where we have wrestling.
1: Mm. That is interesting. I, I mean, I guess at some point we'll have to regress beyond the regression, maybe, and go to Attitude Era. Uh, Totally spin off. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But my dad said something the other day. He was trying to watch a present day match. And he said that he felt like it was just a little too dr- like too much drama. And uh, in watching this episode, I actually felt like this episode was a little bit. There was a lot of
0: lots of backstagey yeah. stuff over the top.
1: Yes, over the top, and so it made me wonder if maybe if we go back even further, is there less of that? I would
0: say this brand of kind of what we're seeing started in the Attitude Era with the, Mm. because the Attitude Era started making the stories and stuff more like grounded, more realistic. I know that sounds weird, but Mm -hmm. based in like real life. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you go even further back, all the characters are like dentists and I don't even know, just like weird caricatures. Mm. Almost the, like a Halloween character. Yeah, everybody's kind of. got like, yeah, everybody's yeah. a Halloween character yeah. almost. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of how I see it.
1: Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I think over time, at, when I, when we watch present day wrestling, I'm going to do some comparison about how they're doing their backstage segments and how they're yeah. acting, I guess.
0: Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to compare then to now and then also then to like before then it's because it's almost like to me it's at least how I think of it is this is almost like attitude era part two Mm. because it very much feels like a continuation of what they started Mm -hmm. in the attitude era but I guess we'll see how that plays out
1: yeah all right who we got on the ring we got
0: Poor old Tommy Dreamer and Raven mm. fighting, for their, for their <laughs> fighting for their jobs here. Fighting for their jobs. The loser leaves Raw <laughs> and, well, to cut to the chase, Tommy Dreamer wins. Raven yeah. is escorted out of the building. And to make matters worse, he gets attacked by Matt Hardy <laughs> in the garage. And what I assume is thrown, he's thrown onto what I assume is his own car, I hope. <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise you're going to somebody's going to come out and it's going to be a bunch of Raven spit <laughs> and sweat all over.
1: Yeah. I hate it. Uh, raven seemed kind of cool. Um, as far as his hair and skirt, uh, he's like the goth version of Drew McIntyre. Um, so seemed like a cool character, but maybe will he return? I don't know. Honestly,
0: I think his best days are behind him. Oh,
1: okay. I have to catch that one on the
0: ECW <laughs> and then he had some good stuff in WWF, like Attitude Era, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yeah. But he yeah, at this point, grungy.
0: yeah, at this point, I don't think he'll probably go on to TNA or something
1: mm-hmm.
0: or like, I don't re- actually remember. So maybe he'll show up on SmackDown mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah. He'll revive um, himself. Uh, It wouldn't be the first time.
0: Now our boy Brock Lesnar, we get to see him for the first time. Uh, This is his coronation because he won the King of the Ring tournament Mm -hmm. the previous night. Mm -hmm. Um, JR's joining Paul Heyman in the ring. Uh, Paul Heyman is talking about how basically he got, he set it up so that since Brock won king of the ring, he gets to face the champion at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. which is not an unusual thing. Uh, he, now or apparently then either.
1: Not usual or not unusual? It's not
0: usual. Like oh, I see. the king of the ring doesn't get uh, a title match. They just get like a crown and the coronation and mm-hmm. they get to call themselves king for a while. So this is kind of an unusual cir- circumstance, which ha- tends to happen pretty often with Brock. <laughs>
1: How he got so much negotiating power, I would love to know. Uh, But he's
0: the next big thing.
1: Yeah, but I I thought I read that him and John Cena and a few others like kind of all came out of the Ohio wrestling scene, kind of all at once. Yeah, OVW. So, what is OVW? Ohio Ohio
0: Valley Valley Wrestling. Okay. Uh, yeah it's pretty crazy a lot like kind of like you said John like John Cena Randy Orton mm. uh, Brock Lesnar Batista like all of these guys yeah. came out of OVW o- o- yeah and that was kind of basically the NXT of its day mm-hmm. I don't think it was don't think it was televised or if it was it wasn't like national mm-hmm. but yeah that was that company was crazy stacked but it, it was like the developmental <laughs> for uh, WWE.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I'm assuming they got bought out too, probably.
0: I have no idea what happened to them. <laughs> we have NXT now though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've got Brock coming out before really they can celebrate too much. RVD, Rob Van Dam, comes in. Mm-hmm. The Intercontinental champ. He's, uh, he heard Vince's, Ruthless aggression talk at the, at the beginning. And I guess it motivated him to come out and kick Brock in the face <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, prompted a match to be set for the main event between the two.
1: Mm-hmm. RVD. RVD. I, uh, I don't know how to feel about him. I think I need to watch a few more matches. Um, obviously I'm more, you know, well aware of Brock and have, have seen him in modern day. Um, so seeing him, in the past it's like oh yeah okay i know him i know what he's about know how he moves and stuff uh RVD is like eh, yeah he's okay um he seems other than having a cool undercut that seems uh before its time <laughs> um not a whole lot else that's really selling it to me mm. but i suppose we'll see as time goes on
0: yeah i love RVD i Noticed how he's like, he's really like, I don't know, the number three guy on the show. It kind of seems like, mm-hmm. like he's really positioned as like a big deal. Yeah. Kind of like Gunter nowadays. Yeah, uh, He's the inter- intercontinental champ. He's, he goes toe to toe with Brock later. Mm-hmm. He's has a pretty central place on the program. So, but I really like RVD. I think you'll like him too. The more you watch him, cause he's, he's really athletic. Yeah. He's a high flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess if if you focus on maybe the outside, the, or not outside the ring, but like the mic stuff, I don't know if he's the most, like, he's not going to say something to knock your socks off, I don't think. Yeah. He really does most of his talking in the ring.
1: Yeah, I think I just need to see him wrestle more to get a yeah. better feel for him.
0: We have our first women's uh, match of the night.
1: Oh, yeah. With Trish.
0: Yeah, so we've got Trish Stratus and Linda Miles versus Molly Holly and Jackie Gaeta. Molly Holly being the current women's champion.
1: And she's the one with the short hair, kind of almost red, but not quite.
0: Yeah, and she's totally right. She's the heel, but she's right about everything. because she's Like that's her character? Well, like she's one of those bad guys or heels that like they're actually right. They're just being... Kind of a jerk about it,
1: okay, because <laughs>
0: she's she is making the point that, like, you know, she doesn't, she's not a diva, she doesn't do all those things, she's like a real women's champ, yeah, and she's right. But
1: hey, you gotta have rivals, like <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they didn't like seeing women uh go up and be actual wrestlers when you why take that when you got the striptease videos? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm I'm sure that did paint her as a heel.
0: Exactly. She's the only one, not, uh, not the only one, but one of the only ones not doing that. But yeah. uh, we have Linda Miles, who seems like she would maybe was like in the wrong era because she seems like pretty fit. Mm, tall. Seems like a pretty good wrestler, but... She, I don't remember much of her. I don't think she has a lot of success.
1: I think th- one of the, um, announcers said she, I mean, they could have been joking actually maybe, and I just didn't catch it, but mm-hmm. I thought they mentioned her playing basketball.
0: I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. but she seems like a great athlete. Just, I guess, a shame that she was born in the, uh, ruthless aggression or not born during this era, but <laughs> came up during, was, it. Yeah, came up during yeah. this era.
1: I'm sure there was a uh, lot of talent that was uh, overlooked at that time. Yeah. If you don't fit a certain, uh, I don't want to say stereotype, <laughs> but a certain type.
0: So basically Trish ends up winning this one via stratisfaction.
1: Yeah. She's got some good moves. I almost think I preferred like watching her in that match as opposed to a present day match. Um, I'll need to... It's you know.
0: it's impressive she's still around though.
1: Yeah, she's she moves quite well in the ring.
0: Yeah, she's really good. I, I was surprised too because I have not seen much of her until like she just came back before WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and she looked really great. Unlike, I mean, not not to throw shade at Lita, but she looked like she you know <laughs> was pretty much done in yeah. the ring. Yeah. Uh, by comparison, Trish looks still looks great. Yep. Even though her face is like...
1: It, she's got a different face. Different face. She's <laughs> it's, she's on version two, but uh, she still moves great. Yeah.
0: All right, let's talk. Uh, we have a little bit of a conflict backstage with RVD and Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, and Just more attention, I guess, to build up for the main event. Did a little bit of smack talk. Brock actually... Says a few words. He's He, he tells <laughs> Paul to be quiet for a minute. Yeah. Talks for himself.
1: The rare few words.
0: The rare few words at this point. Yeah. Uh, we have the NWO backstage. A little bit of uh, aggressive, ruthless aggression. Uh, a little bit of inner tough love, I guess. hmm You got Steve Nash telling uh, Big Show and X-Pac to... Just get it done.
1: <laughs> isn't Steve Nash a basketball player?
0: Ke- did I say Steve Nash? Yeah. I, said, I meant Kevin Nash. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How many times have I said Steve?
1: <laughs> Just that once. Okay. But, but it made me be like, wait, I think there's a... So there are <laughs> two
0: two famous Nash's and <laughs> okay. I'm going to get them mixed up. <laughs> That's okay. Kevin Nash.
1: Hey, I'm proud of myself for even being able to Thank know that. Thank you
0: for calling that out. Yeah. Bug Dust versus the NWO. Book dust. Booker (laughs) T and Gold dust.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! What? Uh, what's that? I think I. I don't know. I think I miss. I wrote my uh, matches out of order. Maybe.
0: Yeah, it's just this one, and then we have the main event after.
1: Oh okay. Oh, we we skipped over Hardy versus Undertaker. I mean, I know we talked about. No kidding, did we? Yeah. I know we oh talked,
0: my bad. Yeah, we did. We talked about know, Hardy let's a talk little about bit. It. I but skipped. I missed that one.
1: I don't want you to miss an Undertaker match.
0: Oh man, I don't want to miss this one at all. <laughs> yeah, let's um, talk about it. I it's,
1: thought it was pretty good f- for having a big guy with a little guy kind of. I think sometimes that's a a tough sell, uh, phys- physically because, you know, the, you kind of know that the big guy can really whoop the little guy. So yeah. you're, I think the Undertaker was probably probably a lot of the time had to maybe pull back a little bit, <laughs> uh, so that he wouldn't just whoop him. Yeah. yeah.
0: This was a not quite squash match. Jeff got in some moves yeah. mainly like when he got him outside of the ring, he did some, some neat moves off the barricade. Mm-hmm. did, I think he did like an, uh, uh a dive from over the ropes mm-hmm. outside of the ring. Uh, so he got some shots in, but ultimately Undertaker, the self-proclaimed baddest man on the planet, <laughs> uh, wins this one pretty handily.
1: Yeah, and then rides off on his American chopper.
0: But then Jeff picks up a mic and he says, Taker, <laughs> you have beat my ass. <laughs>
1: sexist so funny yeah because you see him and you're like oh man this guy's gonna be grungy and hard and like from seattle or something (laughs) (laughs) you did you got me on this one (laughs) but i'll get you on the next one (laughs) Uh, he's funny but yeah undertaker got that one for sure
0: I loved Undertaker's expressions here because he doesn't have a mic, so he just kind of has to <laughs> raise his eyebrows and 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 kind of convey what he's trying right. to say. Right,
1: okay, but wouldn't you agree, and I'm not crapping on Undertaker. You better wouldn't not. You, wouldn't you agree that it seems as though Undertaker has to re- like really try to sell it?
0: Well, he has to because usually his character like can't really talk that much, mm-hmm. so he's got to use... Body language and stuff, which I think he's really good at. Mm, of course you do. Yeah, I mean, you are not going to catch me <laughs> saying anything bad about the Undertaker.
1: I am not. I am not dissing him. It just seems like it's harder for him to get into it.
0: No, no. Okay, not
1: right.
0: not going right. with you there.
1: All right. Well, we'll revisit that. Jeff. Call, <laughs>
0: so Jeff does, does his call out. Uh, he requests a title match for the following week, but not just any match. A ladder match. Oh where he's most comfortable
1: his specialty
0: yes the match that he helped create he wants a match on raw for the undisputed championship
1: now remind me because i think i've only seen one ladder match in the past it's just a bunch of ladders
0: uh you'll have for a title match or nowadays more modern uh money in the bank you have to actually go grab the belt or the briefcase or the Mm -hmm. whatever okay That's what the ladder's for.
1: So you never fight with the ladders unless you're climbing up to get something.
0: You can. You can fight with the ladder if you want.
1: Is the ladder match the one where they've got like 30 ladders all over the place when they start?
0: it depends. I mean, I think at this point in time, not as much. It it depends on the match. It depends Mm -hmm. on what they're doing with it. If it's like a bunch of people out there, they're probably going to have a bunch of ladders set up. But if it's a one-on-one, maybe there's just one or two out there.
1: Yeah. Okay. But... Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch.
0: Yep. Yeah, and again, yeah, super. They're pushing Jeff. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank yeah. Thanks for calling that one out. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we can move on to Book Dust and NWO. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big Show's looking pretty uh, big, big, but still pretty like fit. He's not. Mm. He's not in his like super overweight stage <laughs> yet, and he's got hair. So okay. I don't know. That's just like my only takeaway from this match. Okay. Yeah, it was big fine. Show, yeah, I mean, uh, there was a back and forth. Book dust almost had it. Uh, Gold dust almost.
1: Yeah, he got the it. heck beat out of him. Gold did.
0: Yeah, but he he almost he almost uh, beat Big Show, but then came out. Big Show grabbed him with a choke slam and finished it.
1: Yeah, you. I'm telling so you, you, they just, got it done. When it's a big guy versus a smaller guy, the big guy's gonna win. Ninety Unless percent you're of the homeless. time. Yeah, I think it has its own <laughs> strifes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it Mike get th-
0: some great collie action in here too. I don't know if that. I think that may have been ruthless
1: aggression. I don't okay. know. Okay.
0: You're, do you know the great collie?
1: The name sounds familiar, but I couldn't yeah. tell you if I've ever seen him wrestle. We'll get there. Okay.
0: All right. Let's talk about the main event. Mm-hmm. RVD, the Intercontinental, oh, actually, I forgot to mention, this is for the Intercontinental Championship, so it's a title match. Okay. Paul Heyman said uh, Brock shouldn't have to wait until SummerSlam to to get a belt. He wants the Intercontinental Championship tonight.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Of course he does. Brock wants it all.
0: He wants it, and he wants it now.
1: (laughs) You think he was pushing Vince for it, or Vince was like, oh, yeah, let's get this guy going.
0: I don't know. The lines get blurred so much with with WWE at this stage, yeah. or at any stage, that you never really know what's real and what's not. Yeah. But yeah, Paul Heyman is very vocal at ringside this match. He, he keeps telling Brock, dictate the pace.
1: hmm
0: What do you think that means?
1: Mm, it seems like RVD is pretty fast and limber and quick, and a flyer, like you said, so... Perhaps he's wanting Brock to slow it down, aka give him a big old suplex and take him to Suplex City. (laughs) Take him to Suplex City and slow, like throw him around so he doesn't fly and flip and hit you, jump on you.
0: If I was Paul, I would just say Suplex City.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, he did. He threw what two or three suplexes in there. Yeah, Suplex
0: City hasn't been built yet. It's under. The blueprints have been laid out and they're starting <laughs> yeah. to build it. But yeah.
1: <laughs> The track is laid, but the train's not running yet. Yeah. Um, his form, I will say, on his suplexes is crazy. In a Rocks. good way? Yeah. Um, his ability to link, like squat down and mm-hmm. then basically overhead throw probably 180 to 200 and some pounds. It's crazy. Like yeah. watching him do that is crazy.
0: He's a beast. Yeah. He can throw people. He can throw almost anybody.
1: It's crazy how like Randy Orton has like a permanent back injury that he's been out for whatever. Yeah. And yet Brock Lesnar can basically deadlift and, and over the shoulder throw a grown man dozens of times in a row and he's okay. But he's
0: not falling though. I mean, Randy is like literally jumping up in the air as high as he can go and, and falling on his back. Yeah. Brock just picks people up and throws them on their back Sure, (laughs) sure, or on their chest.
1: Yeah. But still, um, the next, okay. So the next time we watch him do a match, you should watch when he, uh, squats down and, and he goes to lift them. There's so much, uh, there's so much power in that, Mm -hmm. in that moment. It's kind of impressive. Totally. Just from a, uh, anything Brock does (laughs) is
0: impressive. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he definitely handles RVD a bit. I mean, it's not a one-sided match at all. I think it's pretty even. Yeah. Uh, it actually starts to go RVD's way, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And Heyman interferes a couple times. I thought the ref was very lenient. Mm. I think uh, RVD was on the top turnbuckle, about to jump, and mm-hmm. Heyman gets up there and like starts pulling on his leg. And Earl Hebner, I think Earl Hebner is the ref. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was right there looking at him. It, it, <laughs> it, it, nothing.
1: Hey, when you know who's going to win, you got to like pick and choose, right?
0: But then uh, RVD, I think he does execute a, a frog splash maybe. Mm. He executes something. I forget I, why. I think but so. I think it so. looks like he's going to get a three count. And Heyman breaks breaks the pin. And this time good, good old Earl calls the DQ Mm-hmm. Disqualification. I thought that was a good move by Heyman. Good, good manager, heel manager move. You don't. I mean, this would it would be devastating if Brock lost to RVD.
1: You think? A couple. Devastating?
0: I think so. He's he's poised to be the next title contender. I guess so. And if so, he loses but... to the Intercontinental Champion, then I feel like RVD has a claim to maybe make it a triple threat or something. Hmm. So I good. So. I think it's a good move by Heyman.
1: Yeah, I guess so. So does Brock win?
0: No, it's a disqualification. So RVD technically wins, oh. but it's preserved.
1: Gotcha. Just it, keep it, keep it, it rolling. It's,
0: yeah. It's not a clean win. Yeah. Right? So. Okay.
1: Hey, Heyman has been meddling since the beginning.
0: Oh yeah. And now we've got a Brock beat down on RVD after the match. Uh, Heyman goes and gets a chair, gives it to Brock. And then RVD does a little spinning kick
2: mm-hmm.
0: just to throw that chair back in his face. And then he pulls Heyman in there and does a frog splash on Heyman, which props to Heyman for taking that <laughs> bump. It looked pretty painful.
1: <laughs> the frog splashes always look painful. It's like a belly flop onto your belly. It looks very painful.
0: Totally. Totally. I think for both parties involved. <laughs> yeah. Brock power bombs RVD through the announce table to finish the show. So. That reminds me. I real saw, back and forth here.
1: I saw a video of um. God, what's that guy's name? What's Otis Otis's partner? Chad Gable. Chad. I almost want to say Chris. I know that wasn't right. Um, They were asking what was the most painful move that he had ever taken. And he said a frog splash from Montez. Is that his name? Montez Ford? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, He said that was the the hardest thing.
0: That dude jumps high.
1: That's what he said. He was (laughs) like, he jumps so high. And he's like, he's made of pure muscle. Yeah. And it just slams you. And he's like. It hurts (laughs) every time. (laughs) You can see
0: them. Usually you can see them preparing for it. Like whoever's on the ground, they kind of lift their arms up a little bit. I would hope so. Yeah. Soften the blow a little bit. That's a rough one to take for sure. So props to Heyman for taking it. I don't think he'd do that nowadays. No,
1: no, I don't think so.
0: (laughs) And that brings us to the end of our first RAW. What's what, uh, what are your thoughts? This is your first ruthless aggression show.
1: Um, I think I'm interested to see the progression of the women characters. I think the ring is a little bit more bouncier and hmm. um, it's different than what it is present day. I don't know if they're making hmm. out of a, a different material or the acoustics are different when they hit it. It sounds like it's almost thinner, maybe like you hmm. can hear the shudder of it when they hit a lot more than. I think present day, of course I'll maybe pay attention more and and compare that. Um, and then lastly, I think the biggest thing is the, the, the men's body types in Ruthless aggression, much more natural than they are Mm. nowadays. If you look like, look at the muscle build of, of the different ones, very different.
0: Interesting. I didn't really notice that.
1: I think there's a lot more natural guys here than there are present day hmm. it, with the exclusion of Brock Lesnar and Eddie Guerrero
0: <laughs> so. yeah and I think Chris Benoit as well
1: I don't did he have a shirt off I don't I don't even know
0: yeah Yeah. I just I think that was like part of his issue yeah <laughs> is why I'm saying that
1: oh, yeah well I'll, I'll continue to observe him. Yeah. I thought he had his shirt on in that portion yeah, he, he, he of, may have. of the episode, but still
0: early days for him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me watching this back, like I said, I don't remember a lot of the details around this time, so it's all pretty new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I So it is interesting to, to see like what I remember and what I don't. Yeah. I also really noticed and found it distracting that the crowd was like so obsessed with being on television. Like every time the the camera pans to a certain place, you've got like all these people in the audience, like just like looking at the the tele, whatever, the the Mm. screen. They still do that today. They do it some, but I feel like with current smartphone culture and stuff, people are just desensitized to... Okay. Being on on screens. My
1: counter argument to that, because I actually disagree with with your point, because when they show the announcers and there was like a little kid, an older guy back there, they were just like chilling. Like they were like, you know, what's up? And you can see everyone's faces versus today. Every single person that the camera goes to, smartphone, smartphone, smartphone. It's like they are they have to get it, have to get it, have to well, get it. Well, that's
0: the other side of it is it's a, now everybody's got their phones out. Yeah. Now they, now people are recording it instead of wanting to be recorded, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it's distracting to me because like it's during the middle of a match. hmm the the camera pans over to to a group and everybody's like looking at the at the screen instead of the match hmm. anyway it's it's kind of weird but i would it's not i, a I huge still deal.
1: argue that they do that more today but
0: okay well you're wrong but
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what opinions are for right
0: yeah that's raw june 24th 2002 Next episode is going to be SmackDown, probably of this current week. Okay. So I guess that would be what, end of June? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for now, I guess we're taking it one episode at a time. We'll just kind of see how it goes. Um guess if you are listening to the podcast version, you can also check us out on YouTube. Mm hmm. For the video version and v- vice versa. <laughs> Anything else?
1: Um, I don't think so. I'm I'm thinking this is a strong episode to dip our toes into the aggression. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to seeing how aggressive we get. Likewise. <laughs> and how
0: much we regress.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh guys, <gosh. laughs> Let's hope we're not the ones doing the regression.
0: All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.